If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, all the latest fighting news, and this season's NFL. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get the bonus and get into action. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, hello, hello. It's Private Talk Podcast with Alexis of Texas. We are back season four, and today we have Morgan Lee on the couch. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Private Talk. I'm excited to get to get to know you a little bit better. You're an adult film star. Now you are a boxer. You're kind of like changing things in your life. So I want to know past, present, future, all of those things, oh. and get to know you a little bit more intimately. Cool. I would love to share that with you. So how are you? Uh, I'm doing really, really good. I uh, can't complain. So, I like that. I, yeah. You know, we um, we kind of touched base. We, you know, we kind of talked on Instagram mm-hmm. where it's like one of those things where, you know, you meet so many people in the industry for, you know, as long as that we've been in the industry, yeah. which you kind of maybe said hi, but are we at the same agency or you kind of yes. know, you know, third party friends. But sometimes we don't as women get to really talk to people. Yes. And also, I think it has a lot to do with who we were at those times, you know, growing up in the business where, you know, mm-hmm. we were really young. Sometimes, you know, people, things you don't know who's intimidating to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of people, you know, told me, it was like, well, I didn't know how to talk to you. And it's like, just say hi, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. the, those intimidating things where yeah. it's like breaking those boundaries and like having real conversations and mm-hmm. getting to know the real you and getting yes. to know, you know, the business side of you. And so much I've seen from, you know, my side looking in with you is mm-hmm. the growth of where you were in the beginning mm-hmm. to what I've seen the last two years, which cool. I think is cool. really cool to see. And, you know, because you're so vulnerable with your story and mm-hmm. how you are with, you know, your life, I think um, speaks a lot of volumes of mm-hmm. a woman like yourself is because you don't get enough credit and give yourself Thank a you. pat on the back is that it takes a lot to be vulnerable. It mm-hmm. takes a lot to, you know, one thing to be an adult film star mm-hmm. and show you know who you are sexually and all these things Mm -hmm. but there's things underneath there that you either had to discover yourself Mm -hmm. went through and kind of like pushed you into the direction that you are now Mm -hmm. totally so can we talk about like you know from the beginning yes oh oh yeah and also i want to say it's funny that you're mentioning how you know we 
get afraid to like approach us girls in the industry because I honestly didn't want to approach you because I was intimidated because I was like, oh my god, it's Alexis Texas. Everybody was always like, oh my god, it's Alexis Texas. Whenever she go on stage, all of us are like super stoked to see you. And like for some reason, I never had the courage to come up and introduce myself until you know over the past what seven years i yeah. built the confidence finally yeah um but you know so to backtrack to getting you know like into the industry um you know is that kind of where you wanted me to start with like how you I got can, in? however you want however okay. i feel like you know i think it's you know journeys of you know however you want to where do you feel like you know you kind of started and like really the progression of like did you have a good time were you forced yeah. into things where you like did you know right away when you got into the mm. industry like where you wanted to take your career was it just young dumb and full of cum like myself like <laughs> yeah. i had no direction i just liked what i was yeah, doing like yeah. kind of tell us about that okay yeah so i'll say this so when i first like moved to la like i was like a super christian girl when i got here so i didn't really know anything i'm from omaha nebraska originally and um you know, long story short, to sum it up, like, I had kind of gotten involved with people out here at a young age that kind of steered me in the wrong direction. Um, I was in a really bad place where, uh, you know, I had really no help at a certain time. So it was... Now, was this before you got into the industry yes. and why it influenced you to get into yes. the industry? Yes. Okay. So this is how I got in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when when things are not going the way you want them to you're struggling you don't know what to do uh you know you got to do what you got to do and you, when i was going to hair school at the time there was actually girls who were in the industry who were trying to get out of it okay and that's why they were going to hair school so you know a few of them mentioned you know a few things about it and you know getting curious i'm asking questions and had you been like an avid like porn watcher yourself did no, you even know anything really. about it or? no okay. no i was Were pretty you, prude okay yeah so you weren't even sexually like over sexually stimulated yourself at the time um i would say like as an average like high schooler you know like i was fucking okay. you know but yeah, yeah. it wasn't like i was like into porn like yeah. that but like you know i was a partier and i was definitely having fun but not to a degree like of what we were doing in our industry okay um so when she's telling me all these things you know the one thing that really got my interest was money mm -hmm. you know and i'm just like thinking oh all these beautiful girls blah, blah blah this lifestyle i'm already kind of around people who do stuff like mm -hmm. that um you know and then i'm like i'm holding back for my own personal reasons yeah. like of going into that so what were your personal reasons holding back um being a believer okay. at the time okay. is where i was at like you know i was a christian girl okay. i was like this is going against all so it was morals a sin. yes okay morally i was like this is so wrong mm -hmm. um so when though you know things got real bad and i really had no options at the time i just was like fuck it like i gotta do what i gotta do mm -hmm. so again long story short i wanted to do like one scene and then be done like nobody find out i just need really quick money i thought even like a thousand dollars was like so much to me like five hundred dollars was so but much to me i mean you know to, i mean yeah that one time it is a lot of money yeah because you know? like i'm making a freaking cheesecake factory like 200 bucks a week yeah you know and i'm like you're oh, busting your ass yeah, you're going like, this isn't working yeah. like you know just couch hopping stuff like that and i was like fuck this so you know did that one scene and then i was like no one's gonna find out i'm not gonna do this again but when i got that check 
when I say I just was like, holy fuck, like, I've never had this much money in my hand right now mm. before. I just got sucked in like this. So what at that moment would you think that you like, what, describe that feeling? Did you feel like powerful? Did you feel like, you know, fuck it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a lot of money and you'll do whatever. Like, because I think it's a, you know, uh, it was an adrenaline rush. Okay. Yeah. So you got off to the fact that did you enjoy what you did? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I was so you were so you were only satisfied until you had the money. Yes. Okay. So yes. it was like the, it was a money-driven totally. situation. Okay. Totally. So from that point, where does that go? Because you said you only want to do it one time, yeah. but the money is good. Like you said, you did it. You may not have enjoyed it at that time, but you know you could be like, okay, maybe I can learn to like it. Yes. Whatever the situation is. So where do you go from there? So that's kind of what it was. Was I was like, oh. I'm just gonna like kind of keep going with it and like you know if I really don't like it then you know I'll be done but you know the more money came in even though like I was forcing myself I was really forcing myself to do these scenes because I felt super uncomfortable even people who knew me when they slowly started finding out they would literally tell me they're like yo like you can tell you do not like what you're doing mm -hmm. and then the drugs came in. Okay. So when I started doing it, you know, I don't know if you remember, do you remember Clover? Mm-hmm. The guy I dated that mm -hmm. we had that thing happen? Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one who got me into the drugs. Okay. So when he got me into the drugs is when I really was like completely fucked up in this whole industry. Like I was like, oh, I'm making money. I'm substance abusing while being abused, all this kind of shit, and then I'm sucked into this fucking world. Okay. Because, you know, I don't have so anything else. So was he controlling that, or were you so at this point controlling yourself being in the industry because he was doing it himself too, so it felt like you were just kind of like going along with what the flow was, and then you're so. highly medicated of what's yeah. going on, and then yeah. obviously we have abuse in the situation, and then yep. that's not great for any situation. Yep. It was literally all that. Like, I literally like was just falling into these like things that were so new that I'm like, Oh, like, this isn't going to be, like, that bad. And then once it happened, I'd be like, holy fuck, like, this is crazy that this is, like, really what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I definitely was following footsteps of people who I thought, you know, had names in the industry, mm -hmm. you know, who are manipulating me to do things and, you know, uh, just, you know, kind of take me down that path that you don't want to go down. Okay. I feel like, you know, when you get into porn, you kind of either can stay, like, on a good path mm -hmm. or you can really veer off and really get into, like, the drugs type situation which is like the path i started going down okay um and then when that all started happening and like the whole clover thing happened i literally do you want to indulge i mean what the clover thing happened um is. yeah i can i don't you, you know don't have to go into obviously detail but i don't know yeah. if, if the fans know or if you want to just like touch yes. briefly on what that means to you because i feel like in some way full circle where you are now in your journey a is a big it. part of that. So yes. just touching on of like, I feel like why I have a lot of, um, and not that that's one of the only reasons, but empathy of your strength of where you've come Thank and you. where you're going mm -hmm. um, is having those things to kind of talk about and shed light mm -hmm. on if you feel comfortable. Yep, totally. Um, so when like the Clover thing happened, you know, he was just a very abusive relationship uh, person i mean i wasn't the only girl he did it to jen too that makeup artist mm -hmm. who was in the industry and i didn't believe what she was telling me at the time so you know i started being manipulated by somebody who really knew what they were doing on how to take advantage of somebody and you know this guy made it seem like he was the greatest guy ever 
you know, sucked me in and then out of nowhere just completely flips the switch and just becomes the most abusive. I, I can't even explain how abusive this person was. It was to the point where it traumatized me so bad where, you know, I've struggled with OCD and getting hit in the face, stuff like that, um, where I didn't go to therapy because I was so like fucked up from everything like i was just like how could like a human do this to somebody yeah you know and the face thing was like a huge thing for me like i couldn't even you know just recently i'll get into it with the with the ocd thing um you know i couldn't touch my face for five years and um it was so hard on me because i was like i couldn't understand why i couldn't touch my face i so scared of people touching me um i felt dirty i couldn't stop washing my hands uh just everything like really fucked me up and um he really affected me with men how i viewed men how um i thought people could treat somebody i was in shock that somebody could do that to somebody and uh you know he literally almost killed me that day at AVN and uh I never like recovered from it I just ignored it and I ignored it I've been ignoring it and um then I you know after that happened I ended up getting in a good relationship with somebody and they started letting me see like a better side of things and I started getting healthy and you know his name is Romeo Price I don't know if you remember him I don't he was an adult guy yeah and um so i started getting healthy whatever but then i started you know really like working like because i was like you know if i'm gonna be in this i was like i gotta do this and like at this point did you start to enjoy it more for yourself and it wasn't just for the money or actually i mean money i was always a motivator but it's like at this point before you when you started you like you didn't like it but did you start to like a point of where the sex was going yeah 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 because like i had I, when I, like, things started clearing up and I could, like, heal a little bit and, like, when I could, like, understand what I was doing and, like, really, like, start seeing what's going on, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I need to take care of my body. Mm -hmm. I need to act right when I'm on set, you know? I have to treat this as, like, it's a fucking job. job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really get my shit together. And, you know, because I was like, if I don't, I was like, I'm going to, I would hear all these stories about girls fading off. And, you know, and then you, they shoot these five <coughs> scenes and they're done. I'm like, if that happens to me, I was like, I'm screwed. And honestly, it was crazy. After the Clover thing happened, it's kind of like, I mean, bad publicity, I guess, is good. But it had people start reaching out to me because they want to know who I was. Mm-hmm. So people, like, wanted to start shooting me. So when, you know, I started having all these things happen, I just was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's go. I got into that hustler mentality where I just... Full was, throttle. Yeah, I was like, let's do it. Like, let's make my name. Let's build it. So... Your name... But you had another name prior to, no? No, just Morgan. Just and, Morgan? Then, and then Kimchi. Like, okay, I, okay. I do that for, like, my social media Okay, but type. for porn, it's always just yes. Morgan. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Um, so, 
So you decided to go full throttle. Yes. Did you start and dating this new performer? Yes. Did you, did you, that make you feel a little bit more safe to like do For these sure. types of scenes that you were doing and kind of like having the backing and support of somebody like behind you? For sure. And are you still currently doing scenes? I know that you, you know, now are starting to box and do stuff, but are, yeah. is there a place to do both? Yeah. So, um, you know, I got to the place where now I don't do boy girl because, you know, I'm, you know seeing someone and you know out of respect i don't do like same boy performer girl. or is a different no different person okay. um but like you know for me when i was in the industry dating somebody like i actually got lucky finding a partner in that industry who could guide me mm -hmm. to do it the right way rather than if i wouldn't have had that person i probably would have completely fucked my whole shit up what do you what when you say the right way what is the right way in that scenario of vices by yourself when you were obviously the drugs is take yeah that, take that part out of it but what is the right way learning to corrected sorry to, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you no, i meant good. to say um learning to invest in myself okay uh just in every area like physically emotionally uh mentally uh financially mm -hmm. all of it like i was like i didn't really know how to do anything so when i had somebody like kind of like take my hand and okay. teach me these things i was like oh this is way better than mm -hmm. what i thought it was you know yeah. like you just see like a better side for sure and then i was like oh the industry isn't that bad mm -hmm. and then i started meeting more beautiful people mm. you know that really started wanting to become a part of my life yeah and that's when like it started becoming really fun mm. you know like i started like I, I needed to give it a chance, you know? Like, at first, I didn't want to... I had a bad experience, and then I was like, if I just give it a chance, let's just see. Yeah. And when I did, I was like, it was fucking awesome because I met so many cool people, literally, like, in the industry, outside of it, mm. like, got to do, like, the funnest things that, you know, most people will never get to say that they've done because this industry, you know... If you do it, like I said, a good right way and you have a good head on your shoulders, it brings so much opportunity. Like I and like I see so many of my girlfriends like thriving who like started when I started or mm. before who are just becoming such empowering women and to have like my friends like in this industry like really like impact the world right now. Like I am so supportive of it. Like I think it's so awesome so yeah i love that about you girls i feel like your type of or the time frame that you ladies have come in us mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where it's kind of like i make the joke of like i haven't been shooting in the industry for quite some time mm -hmm. so it's like there's a lot of these girls that are around for a while now that i don't know their name but they're like been around for a long time totally. and they have these names but i feel like your like class of girls or like the last girls that i kind of really knew yes. like where you are now yep. and, and each every one of you guys have done so many great things yeah and it's cool to see it's kind of like i'm like i'm like the i'm like i don't know if it's the auntie like or the like, big sister thing <laughs> yeah, but it's cool to see and like i'm definitely like a cheerleader from the other side but it's also i love why that i love having you girls on the show and getting to know you a little mm -hmm. bit more is because again going back to the conversation is like a lot of times each person's business and how mm -hmm. our career path is different different in a lot of ways totally. you know we all pick different things and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but, you mm -hmm. know ebbs and flows in life is what life is about totally. you know and how we learn from those mistakes or learn from those lessons and things like that and mm -hmm. move forward is how you know what takes perseverance and shows like the ownership and adultness of totally. who you are as a woman and so totally. that's why I commend you for being so vulnerable about oh, stages you. in your life about you know from drugs to mm -hmm. bad boyfriends and mm -hmm. you know and you know abuse and things like 
that where it's like real things like that happen to everyday people and not enough people speak about it because we hold things sometimes in because we are afraid or ashamed or things of those things but I also think it's a healing place where it's like if the more you talk about it the more strength that you can get from it to knowing that it was never your fault it's you know everybody's journey is completely different from whichever way you pick but you you know you choose to you choose your battles the way you Mm. want and you you know survive survive them the way that you were meant to be Mm. you know and I think that it just speaks you know volumes of you now changing and trying to do fighting Mm -hmm. and you know following your kind of peace in that can you speak about like how you kind of found that new passion and where you're going with that yeah so um another like kind of short story from all this so i'd say like last year i was in a really crazy fucked up place again um i was like really this is probably the worst i'd ever been in a very long time uh was a year ago and i was super on drugs like heavy whippets really heavily and xanax and drinking that's like the the can't like yeah thing i was doing like i'm not even fucking around i was probably doing like 400 a day for like months straight 400 what does that mean like little can canisters little uh little disposable cartridges to reuse okay so I would just fucking hit that thing till I woke up, till I what fall asleep. What does it do for you? Is it it's like... It's a head high. Okay, okay. Um, it's like... And the thing is, is it's that kind of high that you can't get again, so you keep doing it till you try to So you just wanted it. to mask whatever was going, whatever in your totally. situation right now. So... Or at the time. Yes. And I w- when I say I, I... Everybody noticed it. Hmm. Social media, everybody was. All my friends, nobody wanted to be around me anymore. It was probably the most loneliest I've ever been. Um... I was literally falling apart and I couldn't stop like literally like my best friend got to a point where she was like I can't be around you anymore Mm. everybody my family they were like this is and I literally was like ready to go I was like I'm done I don't fucking care I was like I didn't feel like I had any purpose I felt like I kept failing at everything and nothing was getting better so I was like fuck this I was like I'm ready I was like I don't need to keep going I was like experienced life already Mm. whatever so what made you snap out of it so i didn't wake up for like almost three days Mm -hmm. and i woke up and when i say my face was so fucked up my face had this weird crazy rash thing on it and i was like oh my god i was like i had never seen myself like this and i looked so disgusting that i just literally was like i couldn't stop crying i was like i ruined my face i was like i can't believe like you know i just started panicking i'm like what the fuck and my body felt so deteriorated like i couldn't even like breathe properly like my everything just was weird and i was like if i don't fucking stop i was like i'm gonna die i was like Mm -hmm. i I was like oh my god i didn't just die right there like so i literally was like done i was like we're not doing it again i was like get it the fuck together yeah because nobody even wanted to help me like nobody even cared so i was like fuck it i was like i literally had one shot i was like if i don't fix this shit i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck myself so i just decided that day to literally cut everything off literally all the drugs i didn't go to therapy i didn't go to nothing i was just like let's just get it done and i started doing it and when i stuck with it like each day just started getting easier mm. and easier and easier and i was able to just now well uh, next month will be my year 
sobriety. Awesome. Yes. So I thank you. Yes. Yeah, so that's a big accomplishment. A huge one for me. Um, so yeah. Now, I, when you say sober, is that everything? Alcohol, weed. So I do hit the weed sometimes. Okay. Um, I'd say for me, it's like hardcore drugs okay. and alcohol. Okay. So um, yeah, anything like pills, all that stuff. Never haven't touched in a year. Drinking haven't touched in a year. Like I said, I'll smoke here and there. Um, but, you know, it helps me a lot sometimes, you know, so that I don't fall back mm. into the hard For sure. stuff. I mean, I think that I mean, everybody's, you know, battle is probably a little bit different. So it's like yeah. knowing what you really need and like, you know, kind of giving you your grace, you know, with all that happening. Totally. You know, it's like, you know, if you need weed a little bit, you know, you know, wean yourself out and eventually if you may not need it, maybe, totally. you know, it depends on what, you know, what you're into at that time. Totally. Um, but how, how do you think that that kind of like process like got you to to the boxing yeah so you know so when i started wanting to get healthy i started getting to a place where i was like oh i want to get into fitness so i was like oh I, i'm getting healthy you know i'm getting into a good place i was like fitness is kind of like the route that i think i want to go so when i started doing that it just kind of naturally started flowing like i was getting healthy i started looking good again like you know people well, you started, are like naturally into like kind of fitness before yeah, yeah okay yeah uh, always have been okay and sports so it just came natural yes okay <clears throat> so when that was happening um you know i was like oh this is gonna be like the route that i want to do and then uh one of my friends just hit me up who had already been in the misfits boxing and he just was like hey do you want to do this i thought about it and i was like no nah. i was like i don't know if i want to mm -hmm. and then you know couple months later you know i get asked again and then i'm like at a place where and this was what like probably four months ago okay where i was like you know i really was like do i want to switch my career and like go full force into something else and i'm a risk taker so i was like fuck yeah let's do it so i was like okay let's do this i moved to long beach you know just a couple months ago and then found this gym that i was going to um and then I I knew too. This is the crazy thing with the OCD and the drugs and all this shit that goes into this boxing thing. So like during the boxing thing, I was like, I don't want to get hit in the face. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way. I was like, I can't stand it. Triggers it. to you. Trigger, trigger, sure. trigger. I won't even let anyone touch my face. Yeah. So like, I was like, how am I gonna hit in the face? So I was like, I just need to learn how to dodge everything. It can make you mad or yeah. Make me yeah. like, you know, here's my target. Exactly. You touch me, we're gonna go crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. So like you're, but you're thinking that, but this is the thing is like, you know, when you're training, you're actually are getting hit by stuff. So like, you know, I would have these panic attacks where mm. I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting hit in the face because I would have to like. If I got touched by something immediately, my OCD would be, I have to go shower. I have to wash my face. I got to wash my hands. Anything that touched my face, I'd have to go do a routine. So for me, I'd be like freaking out that I got to go and do this. So I'm like really not wanting to get hit. And then like one day, like the OCD thing, like I don't know how to explain it, but it was like such like a spiritual thing. One day I literally like went on my Instagram and I was like, because people knew because I talked about it before, yeah. the soap thing, like two years ago. And I was like, guys, I was like, I think I'm genuinely done with this fucking soap. Like, because I have been. I love that. Yeah, like I have been fighting and. I'm sure it, it's liberating. Yeah, you it know was what I mean? so liberating. Like I had the confidence because I was like, I have to fight. I was like, if you can't fight and get hit in the face and learn how to touch your face again. I was like, you're never going to move on and learn. So I was like, dude, let's fucking do it girl the soap thing like i haven't done it since Good like it's fucking crazy i know it's such a weird 
I mean, thing, but at the end of the day, it's not weird. I think that it's obviously that there's vices on certain things and reasons mm-hmm. why we put those in place. You know what I yes. mean? And and that is something that your journey, unfortunately, yeah. had to go through, whatever. Yeah. But the fact of being aware of what that was, yes. giving it grace and being like, this, this is what it was. And also just continuing to do it when yes. you needed to do it. But then now learning and finding something that's replacing those things to making you feel empowered, exactly. making you feel to the point that I don't need this. I have myself. Yes. I have, you know what I mean? Like I need to do this other thing and this is in my way. Totally. And at the end of the day, it's a lesson of learning that the only thing that's in our way is ourselves. Totally. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you just got to fucking fuck the bullshit. Yep. Just do whatever, like what you want to do you know all these cliche things that you know growing up or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. one of those things it's they're really true you know what i mean it's like you have to find what what drives you what makes you passionate about what you're doing and then it makes it so authentic that it just makes sense totally and you know you know what's crazy is going on this journey because i'm going to be on this one for a while i'm learning that the more that i can replace my negatives with positives like and that being said like let's say somebody's struggling with drinking you know like finding just an outlet that and it takes effort like you know not everybody like can just do it like this but like you know people who do have like issues like that finding an outlet to like replace something that you're struggling with like is like how i really started being able to get better Mm. and rather than sticking on it because i was like if i keep ignoring it i'm gonna keep getting the same result over and over and over again and insanity insanity yeah and i was like we don't need to keep doing that because it's been years so i was like something's got to change so well i'm happy for you and your new journey so let's talk about you had a you know a fight yes in london yes how is that whole preparation like this is something completely new like you said (sighs) this whole thought and idea was four months ago so even just like saying hey you're gonna do it like how long did the preparation take how was it to get like punched in the face the first time by another opponent and i saw clips of things of talking shit and being like the bad person and throwing a fish (laughs) thing like is that just like what you're wanting to be that persona like the bad guy like what is all of that about miss <sighs> okay, morgan okay. lee so okay yeah so i guess we go to that stuff so okay so for this fight i had about a month and a half to train for this fight okay. and i because and at this time me, had you been punched in the face or no, had been no, anything no. i mean i've been in street fights yeah and so like but that, in a, like different a it's different type of yes, thing. yes yes organized yes no never like that before so you know when i'm doing this i'm like oh you know let's get punched in the face (laughs) let's go yeah yeah. girl when i would first start sparring before i was going to london i got my ass whooped and when i I work out at a boxing gym and those people get worked on and i'm like that's why i'm like uh not for me (laughs) i'll be the ring girl and be real cute but not for me she's like no girl i tell you i literally get i'll drop it my lap my ass will shake but she said no she's like i'll be laughing out here while you're on the ground and i'll be rooting for you i love boxing i just for me i'm just like oh no oh no no yeah no it's one of those okay i was like the only reason why this is a good sport for me is because I'm just, I got that little craziness in me that likes this shit. But that's what, but that's why I think it works is because, yeah. you, well, you've always seemed to me from afar, not knowing you've always seemed feisty. Yeah. You've all, you've kind of seen like in a sense lost, but you've always like kind of like yes. just been like scrappy. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. I feel like in those senses, like why it's good for fighting is because yes. you're always on guard. Yes. Now replacing that with emotional things to like a physical task yes. is why I think in the great, like moving to where you are mm-hmm. like in this journey in life is really good for you. Totally. Is, is redirecting that anger to those things totally but i also and i don't know and you know this is my two cents i say i'm dr texas i don't have a phd <laughs> at all 
But I also think that if you have it in place, like you can only ignore certain things for so mm. long. Mm-hmm. And therapy is really helpful in a lot for of sure. ways of knocking down walls even more than obviously we are our best person to for be sure. our teacher and you know learning of things. But sometimes it takes people to get things into our deep inner sides of us totally. to really go to the next level totally. of healing and the learning grace about yourself mm-hmm. and like you've done a really great job of navigating mm-hmm. through your life whatever but i really think that you would benefit from having just someone who's an unbiased totally. person you know i think that therapy comes in different ways mm-hmm. now it's not something that you could have to like be a counseling there's life coaches there's people totally. that can like have outlets but something that could really give grace to you totally. is because i feel like there's a lot more un leashing that you need to do totally uh, emotionally totally to really shine in what you're meant for to be. sure for sure um, and that's why i think again i i give you i appreciate you sharing your story oh, with yeah, me no, and, and, and you. you know the you know private talk and also like being vulnerable like you are like i said for me i've struggled with vulnerability mm-hmm. um i'm very like a tough shell about things but the last couple of years and the journey that in life work that i've done yeah um i've been working on my vulnerability and so i've always yeah. like show praise to people that do that because you do it so naturally which i think that that um is a really good guide to where your totally. healing can go but there you need another little nudge to get there you know what I mean and that's okay you know you get on your own time yes but um I think that you know if you just feel you know seen and heard Mm -hmm. in a safe space and Mm -hmm. knowing that what you know your journey what you went through and things like the bad parts is never your fault nothing that you ever did it's just you know it needs a place to be redirect those emotions and feelings to positive things to knowing that you know what I mean why those things happen yeah in a positive grace yep yep and you're very right about that. You know what? I'm and I'm gonna listen to you on that. Doctor Taxis knows a lot of things. I'm gonna listen to you on that only because I've actually been having kind of like a yearning for mm-hmm. something like that recently. I've been kind of you know doing everything on my own, mm-hmm. um, and I'm needing to give myself grace yeah more grace than i usually do but that's what what happens what comes with with really healing yeah until you realize what grace means totally and what gratitude means totally and what you know the of what you've crawled out of and what yeah. and giving yourself that you're you know you know a successful woman yes give yourself praise yes you know people you know you have a platform that you can speak on mm. from anything from boxing to whatever you have supporters you have people that love you mm-hmm. that look on like look in on you when you mm-hmm. have problems with mm-hmm. anything from the soap thing to men to the business or whatever you know what i mean yep. so to think the positive and those negative things totally. like you said before is changing those negatives to positive totally it's you know the the feelings that we have that are negative or things in our past that yeah. we've all had yeah unfortunately we have to like make those feelings something that are positive yes. and know that you know at the time that may have worked for you but it no longer serves you so yep. let it go yep let i like it that go. go you go you go let girl it go. all I right we're that. gonna play truth with texas yes. this is my favorite part of the whole Yay! thing because we get a little naughtier okay but all right how it works is we're going to go through four different types of questions kinky okay. naughty romantic and spicy Ooh. and get to know you a little bit more intimately Ooh, let's do it all right we're gonna start with spicy questions cool do you like dirty talk I love it. Can you give us an example? Uh, like, I love when a guy calls me their little slut. Like, mm. while they're, you know, like, when they're fucking me from behind, they're okay. like, oh, you're a little slut. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, slut talk. You love like to be slut. slutted out. Love to be a little slut. Have you ever thrown up during sex? No. Never. Okay. Maybe, maybe one of the, like, like, the deep throat challenges like and you, you in our up industry and you, and you swallowed it but no not like i don't think i've like maybe because a dick went too far down 
<laughs> but I don't think I've thrown up like having sex. Well, normally I think of it more in the sense of like if you were giving a blowjob and like you were, you know, getting throat fucked. And did you throw up? No. Never. I don't think so, no. Throat champ. That's my girl. Let's go. That's my girl. Let's That's go. My girl. Okay. All right. Have you ever broken up with somebody because they were bad in bed? No, because I haven't had that happen yet. <laughs> nice job. Yes. <laughs> What's the craziest place you've ever had sex? Movie theater. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And that was risque. Okay. Okay. That was high school. Oh. Dirty floor. Dirty. You in were on the, the floor. floor. You were oh, yeah, on the, in the seat. Front, in the front. Because no one goes in the front. <laughs> Just dragging can't ass people, cheeks. Can't people see people in the front? <laughs> You're looking down. No. <laughs> no one's in there. But you can hear ass cheeks sliding. Oh, man. I don't even remember. <laughs> this is probably like 10 was, years was ago. Was it the Titanic? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe too soon, too soon. I (laughs) (laughs) Toys in the bedroom. Love them. You love them? Hitachi. Okay, but you use that during with somebody else? Uh yeah. I mean But you don't get jealous? My person would get jealous because I'm all about the Hitachi, but that's a personal like it's a one on one time. My my Hitachi's name is Bob. We had a relationship (laughs) for many years. Yeah. But like bringing out when the dick is there? Well, I think I like to get both stimulated. Like I'm like, fuck you, if you're gonna come like that, I better fucking come like that too. So When do you bring it out? Like what minute? Is it like right away off is it just laying in bed? So it's like the third it's a threesome at all times. No, this is like we're still going and I wanna get off off again you're like he's like, what are you reaching for yeah 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 and i'm like you're behind me i'm like just turn it on slide it underneath real quick so you're gonna know see i'm a multiple comer though like i'm coming about like seven times in a session for sure and it's not even like eh, it doesn't even have to be that long like i can make myself come yeah but like, yeah yeah but I feel like the Hitachi for me is like after the fifth time and like it's, it's a different kind of coming and it's yeah. like already in like and you know your lady parts are already like you know in yeah. flames because you know you're coming and it's, <laughs> you know so I feel like then because I'll even have sex and then as yeah. soon as they leave and I'm like yeah I need to go back to my Hitachi yeah 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 just yeah. one or maybe two more times yeah 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 okay well I was gonna say like okay I don't do it all the time it's only like when I really really want to get off. I did have a guy that I was dating, though, who literally wanted me to use it every time oh. we were fucking. And that's all he does is say over and over and over again. I was like, what the fuck? But, I mean, it kind of gets, bo- like, there's not a lot of space for both. There's not. It's so big. Yeah. That's why I'm like. Bigger than all, this. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's, imagine this and then, the, you know, I, I mean. Know, it's a lot. Okay, okay, but the Hitachi is the only thing you bring into the bedroom. Yeah, I'm not really going to bring another dick. No? No, I think that's... Would you do any ass play on your man if he wanted it? As far as, like, toys? If he wanted it... Toys, no. (laughs) Then I'm like, no, we have a problem. You said a hard no. You need to re-tell me what you wanted before you got in a relationship with me. I mean, don't men like that? (laughs) Yes, I think more now. You know what's crazy? So we have... I got to talk about this. Yeah. Because, so, allegedly... Yes. (laughs) hold, Hold on. How old are you? 30. Okay, how old is... You're in a relationship currently? Yes. He's how old? 23. Okay, a great, great question for you. All right, so allegedly, <laughs> I don't know if you call them men, boys. I don't really know at this point. But allegedly, these men are out here sitting on women's faces. What? <laughs> what? what? Did you say? Yeah. Like they're squatting on their faces? Yeah. What the fuck? I need a picture. You have a 23 year old boyfriend, he's not squatting on your face? 
<laughs> no, is this a new Gen Z thing? I think so. Oh my I don't know, god. I've been told by a female friend and also a male friend on different Ooh. occasions like he got made fun of by the younger people because they were talking about like oh you don't do that like oh you're not cool and he's like i don't want any parts of that yeah. that is not cool no and then i had a girlfriend said that sh- it happened to her in the backseat of a car and so at the backseat of a car too he so i was talking earlier and i was like how do, is this something you talk about beforehand yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna sit on your face, or like, do you like give yeah, the, do you, do you give the A okay? <laughs> like, it's like anal. Like, how do you know what the limits? And if someone, your boyfriend, right? If like tonight, and he, you, you know, this isn't live, but what if he, if y'all are gonna like fuck, and he just started, he squatted over your face, <laughs> no, like just like goes up, like about or say he was suck, you were sucking his dick, right? He was standing up, and then you just told him to sit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it sounds fun okay look, i'm literally picturing in my head right now of the scenario of it happening right now and he's like yeah i'm gonna sit on your face and be like yeah you want me to sit on your face and he's like no i won't i want to sit on your face what did you say <laughs> you want to sit on my face fuck no so you'd say no. no so you you're abort mission yes what if he, i'm gonna get pink eye what if he was laying on his back and he did the jan sport and he held both of his legs back <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like <the> okay <laughs> i had i've had somebody see do Look. that that i see yeah and i'm like it's we like it crosses a line but how long do they hold their legs back in a before, minute <laughs> until a long time but how long do they before you actually put a tongue there or like how long do you like you just like sit there until it's invited like 30 seconds they expected the tongue right away it wasn't like yeah it was right away so did you do it yeah and then i was like (laughs) but then i thought about it too and you want to know it was weird as i was like why is this so natural for this person because he's done it a lot you don't just Which worried me because i was like who did i involve myself with you just don't gen sport just to jam sport, you've been jam sporting a long time. And you know what was even weirder? Please tell us. Booty hole was gaping. That. No. <laughs> when they wanted you to lick their asshole that day, was it clean? It tasted like it had lube already. Oh. And like around it. Because it tasted not. Well, why do you pre lube your asshole? Well, that's what I was going to say. He had no idea I was going to do it, is the thing. So but that's he why I was knew. like, did you get probed before this happened? Oh. Because I was like, there's no way. It's but like don't this. you think that he. You had to be a pro. But if he was pro, why would he jam sporting? If I got fucked in my ass, I'm not putting my asshole out to get licked I think somebody, again. I think somebody maybe was like, maybe they're like. Maybe, maybe he was prepping his asshole so you could do something for him. But he no, because he didn't know I was going to do it. There's no way. But he just had like a preemptive oh, thing. Oh, like it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she'll do it. She's down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, well, she's done porn before. Why won't she do it? And I'm like, because uh, I have boundaries. <laughs> like, there's things called, <laughs> you're not sitting on my face. If a man sat on my face, I would die laughing. I would leave. Yeah. Well, it depends on who it was. But I definitely would still die laughing, but I don't know if I'd leave. Do you, would, would you leave. let them at least straddle your face and then leave? Absolutely. Or not even there? I would okay. laugh and I would be like, you have to be out of your mind. Okay. Yeah. I, if, if I liked the person. Then if I didn't know them, which we would never be in this situation, but I would be like, get the 
fuck out of here. Like, the fact, like, how do you do it? Do you spread and squat? Do you, like, because, you know. What are you spreading, though? Your asshole or your balls? Because they're sitting on your face for you to lick your asshole. Oh, oh, I'm thinking ball sacks. No, they want. I'm thinking, like, dick. I'm thinking, like, dick and balls. Think about it. Like, (gasps) if, if, I mean, I've sat on a lot of faces in my life. Like, I suffocate people. Let's be honest. So, for a guy, they're wanting, they're eating my ass. So, a guy, there's going to spread their ass. So you can lick their ass, not to lick their balls. Because why you got to sit on your face for that? I guess you could get both at the same time, but. Oh, I'm so. We're going to have to talk. We're going to look at your boyfriend. We're I, did you do this plug, man? Because this is crazy. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Y'all doing too much out here. What okay. Are with all that said, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you sexually? It could be on set, it could be in per and like in your real life in person. In your real life. Like <laughs> I think it would have to be Don't be lying to us either. Buddy. Oh man. I think it would be me. <laughs> me doing it? Hmm. What'd you do? <laughs> I mean, maybe it was like maybe something where like <laughs> like yeah. it was on set doing anal and maybe like I shit myself because it was that jelly shit in there. So you should like a people. sneeze shit though. Okay. I think I did that one time. You had to, you can't just say you think you definitely did. Yeah, that. You, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It happens to yeah. people. <laughs> I'm not the only one though. Okay, this is porn problems. This is you know this couch is to be safe, private talk. You know what I mean. Normally it's the same one at all times, but this season we're jumping around couches because we'd be thought no our season. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but when you got when you're doing anal over. Weird. You so know, you did a lot of anal in your career. I did for a little bit, yeah. Okay. I was really like starting. I was never it. the anal girl. I've done like, I mean, a handful of them. You would have been fucking thriving, but so much. But that's why is like they wanted to shove every big. Thing I'm in my sure asshole. they would have went crazy with you. I mean, when they did, they did. But when, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I did a select handful because so great and only because in my ex husband did it like probably half of them i think i did probably two or three after that i don't know there's very select few of things. yeah but only because for me it was nothing that i like i never did that before porn yeah. so it's like i wasn't really like into it but it's like something i really have to be like into into so it's like mm. the fact of me having the really big ass and being known for my ass yes. and being around girls that were known for their ass yeah. and being fucked by the biggest fucking cocks ever yeah i'm a little Intimidated, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, you take that one, girl. You, <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> don't have a job at it. So I'm gonna start over here and I'll support you, cheerleader. See, <gasps> I know, my, I know my lanes. I know my lanes. And also because it's one of those things too. When it goes back to being like authentically yeah. into things you like, it's like, why does somebody want to see me have the biggest thing and I don't like it? Yeah, and like you're really not for you know that. I mean, yeah. that's why with my ex-husband is. I enjoyed him because he knew how to like relax me, like totally. and really like get me to the point where I needed to like be. And I could have a great time. Totally. And it wasn't like whatever. So totally. limits to that thing. I have yes. a question. How does it feel knowing that you had the best ass in the industry? Well, thank you. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, I've heard that. I've gotten some awards. There's a lot that. of people who say. I've gotten some awards for that. Yes. Um, you know, for me, I think it's um, it's cool. I think that I didn't really, really embrace it until like the later years of my career. Okay. I think that it's um, it's it's fascinating to talk to people even like yourself or whatever yeah. to have like you know in the beginning of the conversation being like well I was intimidated to talk to you so I didn't really know but yeah. everyone's like oh we cheer you on totally. and I always got the love but I never got the 
the talking we cut up to people totally. is because it's like, oh, you're intimidating, which I always got that. And yeah. I also understood too, is because I'm not the most like, hey, just talking to people. But if you mm-hmm. talk to me, I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and I'm about real conversations. Mm-hmm. So it took me a little bit longer to let go of my ego because yeah. I didn't need to have one. And yeah. everyone sometimes is vul- vulnerable in different ways where it's like, this, you guys sometimes or other people or myself sometimes too would be like I'd be intimidated to talk to people or they didn't know how to talk to me or vice versa so for it's like sure. if we just, just talk to people like we're people you get a lot further along so for me it was just even having my peers appreciate me for my biggest asset yeah it's cool <laughs> yeah. to be like you know get awards for whatever yeah. it's because you know I mean I was born with it you know I was really you know, mm-hmm. blessed so for me it's like the gratitude of knowing my place in this industry mm-hmm. and having like you know that accolade is is uh really heartwarming so I love that hell yeah girl hey all right let's do romantic questions oh fun making out or cuddling oh, i love both gotta pick one cuddle cut or uncut cut <laughs> you were very please i'm <laughs> oh, sorry please. please sex life well, let's see. Let's move to this. If your sex life had a title of a song, what would it be? Uh, um, push and pee. Okay. okay. <laughs> Have you ever answered a phone call during sex? Yes. What was it called? I think it was my parents. <laughs> but we did it on purpose. You guys said, I think it was my parents. <laughs> and he kept going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Were you on the phone long? It's just conversation. <laughs> Like it was like it was like a combo that it was, it was like we hung up and it wasn't like we had to get off right away. But okay, okay, yeah. did the damn yeah. thing. Dinner or a movie? <sighs> Dinner. What are your biggest turn ons? Ooh, a smile and manners. Mm. Mm. Sex on the first date? Never. Giving or receiving? Giving. Lights on or lights off? Off. Foreplay or sex? Just one. Mm, sex. I'm on, I know you like both. I know. Like, like, mm. ah. What is your deal breakers? Um, I'd say like too cocky. Um, people are too out there. Okay. Like I like quiet. Okay. Laid back. Naked or lingerie? Lingerie. Favorite place to be kissed? My neck. Ooh. All right, kinky questions. Yes. Have you ever woken up next to someone you didn't know their name? No, thank God. <laughs> You're like, ah, scanning through your Oh my like, God, that would be bad. Favorite time of day to have sex? Night. How many times, or wait, most number of times of sex you've had in one day? I think eight. And number of partners? One. Eight times one partner. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Ever had a partner that was too kinky? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. What was their kink? Um. What was it? Uh, it was just like too much storytelling about other girls. Mm. It was a turn off. That's not fun. Yeah. Bondage? Yes or no? No. Any fetishes? Surprisingly, no. I don't think so. Not that I've learned. Okay. Yeah. Not that I've learned yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> All right, naughty questions, which is our Ooh, favorite here with Private Talk. Choked or spanked? Choked. Mm, lube or spit? Spit. Handcuffs or blindfold? Handcuffs. 
Are you a part of the Mile High Club? No. Isn't that a plane thing? Mm-hmm. Is that when you like suck and fuck dick? On? You either you have sex on a plane. I haven't done that. Mm. Mm. Goals. That's a goal though. Yes. I you know. Mm. I'm a member. Are you? Oh, girl, so, fuck yeah. So okay, so okay. Fun. I love that. I like to always tell everybody what we play this game. You know, I gotta, let them, <laughs> I gotta let them know Miss Texas Is it fun? had it. It was fun. It was fun. It's fun. Spontaneous. You know, it's, it's fun. Ooh, it's fun. Risky. Have you ever had a threesome in your personal life? Yes. Oral sex, sloppy or clean? Sloppy. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Yes. Can we hear what that faking orgasm sounds like? Oh, oh, fuck. Did you believe your <laughs> private time? I could have. But I knew it was. Supposed to be. I don't even know if that was what I really did. Oh, fuck. Oh, well. The porno robot was on. I was yeah, I was gonna... Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, what is your biggest turn off? In bed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say slapping. Slapping. Yeah, in the face. Okay. Like, okay. way too hard. What is something completely off limits in the bedroom? I would say me sucking on someone's toes. You're not a toe person. Mm. I don't think we'd be compatible. I have a foot fetish. Do you really? I love feet. Oh, love them. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's just something about them. They freak me out. Mm, love them. No, nope. you can have them. Yeah. <laughs> They're she said, great. "Bring them over." They're great. I mean, now it's not like just toes? the girls. I mean, it has to depend. I can't just stick anything in my mouth, but okay. if they are like manicured <laughs> and like you know, not like gangly feet, like, okay, you know, whatever. But, but like, I like the arches. I like the way okay. they, like feet are. Like feet are. Like I mean, if they're ugly, I'm not gonna put them in my feet. Like I'm, yeah, in my mouth and my feet. Um, but all of your nerve endings are on the bottom of your feet, so it's like the uh, most sensual thing that you do. So like, my favorite thing is being fucked in missionary and having my foot sucked on because it's like. Double orgasms, you know? That sounds fun. You know, I'm like, I eat, I eat, or what is it? Like, eat your cake, eat, or have your, have your cake, cake and eat it too. too. Yeah. Okay. I'm that type of bitch. I like that girl. <laughs> Smart over here. <laughs> okay, let's see. What is the worst hookup story that you have been a part of? Worst? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the one I want to hear. Oh, I don't even know what happened. I legitimately was like, did I get abused or what the fuck? So I woke up and my whole face was like, had blood on it. And I'm like, oh. what the fuck? I was like, this is weird. And then like, I go in the mirror, my lips super fucking swollen. I couldn't figure out what happened. There's this guy that I had hooked up with and I know that we got super fucked up, but I don't know what happened. So, and <clears throat> this is what freaked me out. So I thought I got like my ass beat or something. Cause you know, the little connector under your lip, mm-hmm. like that skin that was like completely ripped off. What happened? That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I had like blood coming out of my mouth, like all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? I literally couldn't piece it together. So I, I didn't it. ask. I didn't want to know. So he's just sleeping and you have blood all your He was gone. Uh, he was one of my friends that we just hooked up. And I was like, we might, maybe I hit my face on something. Because I was like, I know for a fact that he didn't hit me. So I just was like really confused. And I was like, no, I'm not going to say anything. So you, this is if you just don't know what happened. Nope. Nope. Don't know. And you just didn't care to ask. Nope. <laughs> had the worst hangover. So what happens to that was, thingy? Does it grow back? No, it's gone. <laughs> I thought my lip was... I thought my lip was gonna like go sideways like I thought it was a muscle 
that connects it, you know? I would be freaked the fuck out. Oh, I was out. freaking out. So, like, now I don't have anything. I can, like, lift my lip. <laughs> you know, a little party trick, you know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, but that was probably the most weird thing that happened to me. Because I know we and fucked. He, and I was like, and he knew you fucked. I know we fucked. Hmm. But my face was fucked and he, up. And he never even said anything about the night at all? Like, no. Like, never talked about it? No. To this day, just, are y'all yeah, still friends? Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah I just don't want to bring it up. I don't, I don't want to know. But I feel like if something severe happened, he would tell you, no? That's what I was or saying, Or he would be too. like, it would be so traumatic. Or not traumatic, but you know, it would be like, oh, that was great. And Yeah, like I said that. Day. I remember I was like, anything happened? I was like, because... I was like, I had a really bottle face. Like, and he was like, he was like, I don't know A little happened. bit, yeah. bitch. You had a whole fucking... And then he, he literally acted like nothing was wrong. So I was like, hmm. If those walls could talk. Right? What had happened, right? though? It what had like, happened? I never black out. Never. Hmm. So I was like, that's an interesting one. It was a weird And the one. fact that you don't even want to inquire, I think is, you know, a really bold move. Bold no, move. right? <laughs> like, let's just make it a... Let's just... Sweet. All right, so the last thing, that's the rest of Truth with yes. Texas. So you've had a little bit of some Twitter drama going on recently. What is all the spiel of all this whole thing? You, Someone in your boxing camp talking about that he fucked you, didn't fuck you, and they were talking about, is something with the word <clears throat> always never going to go away because of boxing? Is that something that is, like, resurfacing, or is this something that's a legitimate terms going on? Okay, so, like, I don't know what the fuck this came from, so... Because yeah, I, saw, I saw for you, the person that he, who it is, yeah. that you were cheering him on at his fight, like, totally. you were, like, in his corner... So then, I like when I saw you repost the thing. I was like, "He's oh, my like, manager." You know what? Like, and how does that even happen? So like, yeah, so he he was my manager. And what is he still your manager? Yes, and this is the thing is, and obviously, like you know, I'm not gonna speak crazy about anything, but um, long story short, I'm so even to now so fucking frustrated because I have been friends with this person for five six years. We were roommates. Uh, we live together. I let you in my home, okay? And the person that he sent those texts to, I have the actual, like, I have the actual gist of everything, who he sent it to. We had to cut off the name because mm-hmm. we don't want people yeah. to know. I know who everybody is. I know this is real. I know all of it is. not fake. Yeah. So, to me, I know you said that. And I'm like, all the other stuff you've been doing that I haven't publicly said, you really are not, like... A good friend. I was like, I, I can't even be friends with somebody like you because I've seen how you move. Yeah. How you've talked. How you've done things years ago, even. Yeah. And what I've seen you do now, I'm like, fuck no. So to me, I'm like... It, and to be my manager, he was supposed to help me throughout the whole fight. I was literally, like, so stressed out before my fight, like, because I had no help. I yeah. had no help with everything because there was drama going on with him, with... Uh, other shit going on that he couldn't like focus on me and it caused all this shit and then it was this like oh and I'm like fuck you bro I'm like this is crazy and the boxing I'll say this the boxing world is very dramatic Mm. super fucking dramatic I feel like it's very small too yeah like everybody knows each other yeah everybody talks about each other everybody's saying that so have you confronted him personally or is just everything if I do I'll freak out yeah I'll snap everybody knows I'll snap I have literally had to tell the people who were Talking to him about it, I was like, you guys, you guys need to know. Well, let me give you some Dr. Texas advice. You could take it, you could not, you could do whatever you want, but just like an ending on a good note of like where the progression everything is. And it does suck to somebody to be that's supposed to be in your corner that's not there, whatever. Yes. But I feel like there comes a time and a place 
where there's no need to fight something if it's not true. So therefore, totally. you, you you state your standards and your boundaries of what you will and will not accept from someone who's yeah. supposed to be a manager or whatever. Yeah. But to go back and forth, whatever, is not going to solve anything. Yeah. I think that you should state that you're really, you know, upset because of, you know, the relationship that you thought you had. And totally. obviously, it isn't the same that it was. Yeah. But I think that, you know, if you hear all the things that you're feeling and your emotions aren't wrong, but yeah. placing them into words and letting someone know that how you know disappointed that you are, totally. that it could have been a lot different, I think it speaks volumes more about who you totally. are trying to be totally. and in the corner of the where you need to go is because at the end of the day, you know, I don't know, you know, if you have a contract mm-hmm. or what that case is too, is but just also you don't want to if it seems to be fixed, yeah. you know what I mean? If there was a friendship there or whatever and there is respect yep. there, then you know, possibly whatever. But once you like cross certain lines, it's hard to go yep. back regardless. So it's just totally. like again you are a human, you are a great person, you are, you know, an evolved woman, <clears throat> and you don't need to take any disrespect from yeah. anybody, but expressing who, what you want yes. moving forward yes. is how we correct things. And I totally agree with that. And that's also, you know, a reason why I haven't, like, said too much, yeah. because... But um, I think that the personal conversation first... For sure. Him, for sure. Happen. And, and I want cool to. Down, when you cool down, you yes. know what I mean? And the thing is, like, when you're heated into anything, that nothing is going to get resolved either. Totally. But, I definitely think that respect of what that is is yes. maybe it's a misunderstanding. Maybe he was joking. Maybe guys try yeah. to be what you know. Guys are silly yeah. at yeah. the end of the day. You no, know what and, I mean? and you're right. I think um, for me, like I said, I think I get a little bit heated. You with... have triggers, and yeah. you can tell because again, it's things yeah. that you haven't worked through, whatever. But yeah. I think that again, it's when you do, and yeah. when you will. Yes, I think that you'll figure out why, and, and it's nothing that's crazy. Totally, you're, you're in the right. Totally, it's just not uh making that feeling and not into totally. anger into something from compassion yeah you're right you're absolutely right about that you know what i'm gonna do that because that's really what i should be doing i don't want to get angry about it of course i feel hurt of course of and course. that's valid but you know but hurt doesn't need to come out in in something that's yeah. like tumultuous totally you know totally and i think that that's supposed to shows growth yeah and i think that that you know what i mean again but Feel your feel your feelings. Yes, your feelings are yes. you know are, are valid. Yes, but it's also like finding a, a common place. Properly. But finding a common place where your yeah. feelings can actually be heard, because when you're shouting, no one's listening. Yep, you know. Yep. So it's you know yep. you have to find what those common grounds are. So smart. So look at Alexis, girl. Look that at is the end of Truth with Texas. Is there anything you want to ask Miss Texas before you get off the private talk? Couch? Um, honestly, like I. I just am super happy I got to come on here, like, watching you, like, you empowered me, like, you're definitely somebody I look up to, so just know that, yeah, like, especially coming from our industry, you've been somebody I've been watching for a long time, and, like, I'm here to support you, girl, and your journey, yeah, and I just love what you're doing, and I'm so happy that you've created the space, you know, for us to come on and talk and, and do all this, so thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yes. Please uh, let us know where we can support you, follow yes. you, and all those things. If you guys could, follow me at Real Will Kimchi um, on my Instagram, and then my Twitter is Lil Kimchi, so, and to spell that, it's L-I-L-K-Y-M-C-H-I-I. So thank you guys so much for having me. All right, Private Talk, until we meet again. This episode is sponsored by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New New episodes of Fly on the Wallin' drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallin' wherever you get your podcasts.